Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 552 from November 10th, 1997. A Monday night show with David Spade and Wendy Malick promoting Just Shoot Me. This episode actually aired on my 14th birthday, and this is David's second known appearance on Classic Love Line. He might have one lost episode from 95 or 96, possibly promoting Tommy Boy or Saturday Night Live or some other project. He's also called in pranking the show. Uh, at least twice, if not three times by this point. At least two of those, I believe, have aired in the feed. They were not included in the show notes as not to spoil the surprise. This is Wendy's first and only known appearance on Classic Line. Previously, a low-quality fan copy has been circulated on the internet, but now we have the official studio tape in full in much better quality. Enjoy. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Follow and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, alright. Uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, and uh, guess what? Dr. Drew is back. Guess what? Yeah, well, it's been a couple of Sundays since yeah, we've seen you. Yeah, it's actually a nice way to do a week, I'll tell you. Yeah. Wendy Malik is here, as well as David Spade from Just Shoot Me. What, uh, what are you pointing point at? your notes, they're pathetic. No, your Crown Royal thing. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. You have an alcohol thing around your microphone. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's um, it's to shield my velvety voice. We usually uh, well, I haven't shield done the it listeners in a while. From your velvety Wendy voice. hasn't been here, and 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 yeah, I you, know you all have an unfair advantage. Adam comes off a little crass, and you learn to like him by like the fourth or fifth time you do the show. <laughs> it's not going to happen today. <laughs> no, I'm really uh, I'm really a nice guy. I'm just uh, introduce our guests. I just <laughs> introduced Wendy Malik okay. from uh, Just Shoot Me, and of course David Spade okay. from uh, the uh, aforementioned show, which right. is on Tuesdays, right. NBC 9:30. And I hear the show's really good. I've not seen it because I'm always at work. Drew, for some reason, has seen it and yeah, says it's really good. Have, right is on. it a different? Was it a different time before for a while? It it was on Wednesdays last year and earlier, maybe no, like no, nine or something. Because no, somehow I, I've seen it, and well, we're always working at 9:30. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've seen I, I like clips, it. enough clips to no, no, I've make seen a real it. show. Well, let, let's just chronicle the show's uh, existence for a second. It came on as a replacement. We actually had a good scam because it. I think the reason it's doing all right is because it came on as yeah mid-season replacement. So there wasn't that four there months. Were no expectations. Yes, it wasn't like in three months. Brooke Shields in her own show coming <laughs> soon. Countdown forty-four days. So, which no show can really live up to that kind of hype, and we just kind of threw on one week because shows are being canceled, they needed to fill a half hour, and it aired and it did alright, and then we came back, but we weren't a new show, technically, but we weren't really an old show because no one really knew it, so we just flew in below the radar and suddenly we're in the top 20, and it's it's... It's nice because I think people and discover it. They don't. They're not told to watch. Excuse it me for being naive, but there are more than twenty shows. 
On there, TV, there's 140. 100. Oh, really? There's at 140. Least. Did you know that? No, I didn't know there was that many. Ranked. Yeah. Our show doesn't rank. And this is 140 oh. on free television. Right. Yes. All right. Well, top 20, that's pretty good. Considering right. uh, you haven't really had that much time to build an audience. No. Uh, as just we've said, you did. Uh, How many episodes did you do the first go round? Six. And then you you're off for six months or something. And then you came back and did another batch, or is this a continuation we were of that for second like a batch? Year. We we did them last October. <laughs> they didn't come on till March. So we've been off like a long time. Then we came back in August. So we had almost a year off. Everyone was different. People had children. <laughs> the whole cast didn't really know married, each other. Got divorced. And then so we came back and uh, we. We tighten up our bootstraps and we pull the team back together. And and it's uh, it's doing well. And of course, uh, David, you're doing some movies. And um, yeah, you man. like doing sitcoms? I mean, I know you have to say yeah, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, is wouldn't it be better to just to do a, yeah. just to hook up with Farley once a year and then sit back and do blow for the rest of the time <laughs> or something? Well, uh, I would like to hook up with Christopher again. We talked about it. We're trying to find some sort of large and tiny movie to do, but. We'll we'll figure that out, but we, I have a hiatus to do that stuff, and and a we hiatus? we have a hiatus, don't we? <laughs> I say things differently. I'm Is from hiatus like Greece. multiple hiatuses. Yeah, it's a, an extended. Hiatia. Look at Drew's just glazed over, going. I can't believe I accidentally said I like this show. Now we're hearing an infomercial about it. <laughs> He's like, get to the porn well, talk. What do you, uh, let me ask this because I I don't know. Even though we we always have guests who are on sitcoms and and uh, regular series, is do you, how many months out of the year, if you're filming from one year to the next and everything is going great, how many months out of the year are you filming? Six, seven. Oh, so you have uh, well, you five, six months off. Well, you weeks, and out of those, every fourth week you have off. So it's 22 plus four times oh, 22. Same thing we do. Jeez, and all, all that money. Yeah, but they get paid. They get paid. That's true. The, they get paid the, when they're the off, too. Oh, then they waltz out to the mailbox during the no, uh, time they have off. No, there's that scary thing. It's not that. It's, first of all, you have to feel like when people say, I think it's a little blurrier about doing movies and TV where people say, oh, you sell it. Because everyone on our show does movies. But if it's, if it's something actually funny, it's not really that bad to do a TV show. If it's actually, you and can be funny. And isn't it fun for you, like, sort of meeting new generations? Yeah, we have such a different audience. Like, from my my audience is like the four to seven year olds. <laughs> By the time they're eight, they start to catch on. Them but are you? Are you when are you talking about working with like George Siegel and well, yeah, I mean, people I'm like sort that? Of, I'm in the middle, and and David, Rico, and and Laura are you know in their thirties. I'm in my forties. Really? Jeez, you look better than David. Yeah. Doesn't she look hot? <laughs> I know. Really, I'm really well preserved for my age, but we kind of we 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 sort of run the gamut. Yeah, yeah, have you had any plastic surgery appeal. done? No, I haven't. Really? What's your, uh, what are you, Italian or something? Egyptian. Oh, really? Well, a quarter Egyptian. Wow. Can I'm 90% uh... Blackfoot <laughs> Cherokee. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got his tenacity. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take some calls and we'll uh, we talk a little more about We have the two sleeper babes the, uh... of prime yeah, time, by the way. Yeah, I want you to keep plugging that. Are you talking Wendy? about Laura or Wendy? Wendy and Laura are the two girls you that are hot. Hot. Yeah, I didn't know if there was a third. There's a girl named Laura on her show, too, bio read it. And, um... Laura Sangiacomo. Sangiacomo, we read it. And she's hot, and she, uh, but but it's not like that forced, these are the hot girls we, we work to show around. It's just like you tune in and you get a little bonus. You get two little hotties. <laughs> and then you got to sit through me and grit your teeth <laughs> until David, they come back go. on. All right, so, Shut David's Drew, mic off, uh, Engineer Mike. It's so early in the show to get mad at you. Let's go. We'll be fine. Mia, uh, you're 16. Yeah, I'm dating a guy who's a lot older than me. How old? How old? Like, how I 
second. Well, he's 33. 33? 36. 36. 36. 33. And is he your teacher? No. How did you meet up with this guy? Um, he's my swim team coach. Your swim team coach? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. No, this guy's is, just standing yeah, around with a whistle that, and a bunch yeah, of women yeah, in one th- piece all day a, long. This is somebody. Mr. Slinglet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is somebody who's who is uh, preying on people who are not in a position to defend themselves. Okay, uh, I'm sure he is not in this with your best interest in mind at all. And in fact, I'm sure the only reason he's in this is he wants some sort of physical relationship. Is, with he, you. is he having some sort of physical relationship? Yeah. With you. Yeah. So you're having sex with him. But he wants to. Yeah. He wants to, and she, and you don't. No. Didn't right. I just ask you if you're having a physical but, but relationship with him? She's 16. Physical what? means they're making out or something. Oh, you're making out? For you, it's yes, all Corolla. Yeah, down to the bottom line here. Yeah, yeah unless there's a sodomy involved. I don't really even count it as a right. physical relationship. I, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Uh, Mia, look, this guy is a nightmare. Please stop this. Don't worry that he's moving so fast. That's not the issue here. That's all he's concerned with is getting some sort of payoff here physically sexual payoff that's right that's all he's looking for this guy's a swim coach at school you need to notify whatever authorities there are at school whether it's a dean of students or another teacher somebody needs to know the way this guy's behaving and you need to get some witnesses together to see the way he treats you don't tip him off that you're telling anybody yet but tell somebody immediately i i understand at 16 you're probably flattered the guy this age showing interest in you but do not believe for a second that he really cares about you because it's, he can't. He doesn't. All right, Mia? Well, if I don't go out with him, then he'll pull me off the team. Oh, please. Oh, so she's on the you know what? You've got a little trump right. call card. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about that. You're gonna, yeah. you're, there's not, he's not going to be the swim teacher. Okay? He's not going to be the swim team coach. That's the reality. And uh, the new coach will keep you on the team, I'm sure. If you're yeah. What uh, there? Yeah, you can all you can always narc on him if he pulls that on you. And you no, yeah, she has to narc on him anyway because who knows who else he's preying upon. Yeah, really, come on, start narc. All right, Mia, blow the whistle, please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mia, what what happened to you when you were growing up? How did you become such a good victim? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna hang up on you now, Mia, because you're on a national radio show and you don't feel like talking. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. All right. Well, you know what I'm talking about, Mia. So, something happened. Somebody uh, mistreated you growing up to create a circumstance where this guy felt he could. Uh, you know, it's gone bad when the uh, guests are playing hangman yeah, <laughs> over there. You know. I don't know what's going on over no, there. No, I just realized you look like Stephen Bochco. Now, Drew oh, the, doesn't the, know uh, Stephen Bochco is. Yeah. I know he's I know, a writer he's producer. He did Cop show. Rock. Come yeah. on, Mia. Yeah. All right, no, uh, no more huggy kissy with um, Mr. Mr. Limpet over there, right? Okay. All okay. Right. All right. The incredible. The incredible. Hey, now, now before you go on to the next call, now what were you go getting at with her? She was either physically or sexually abused, or somehow mistreated when she was growing up. I mean, some people that she uh, would go for someone older, or that she wanted the attention. I could just sort of hear it in her both, voice. Yeah, you could really. hear her voice. You could feel it, and, and that she would. Uh, what is that? It's uh, Dave's my uh, hat outside many I... caps. <laughs> you wear two hats. Hey, put the entertaining one on, would you? I'm cold, Drew. <laughs> Mike David's cold. May I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that that, that young woman would um, have the courage to do what you asked her to do? Uh, it's not so much courage. She is so much set up to be to to interpret this all as a positive experience that she would have difficulty accepting the input we're giving her at all. 
Mm. Uh, she, it's, it's that she ha has to reenact. People that are abused by parents go out in the real world Is and like reenact that. Oh. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a it's habit. Of it's a compulsion. Well, but it's a way of trying to uh, heal and restore and recreate circumstances that were disturbing and then master them in your adult life. And, of course, you choose the same kind of abuser when you go out there, same kind of victimizer, and you end up in the same relationship you actually had with your parents, which... Again, it's sort of, it, nobody knows entirely. I'm not, I've never seen an adequate explanation for why humans do this, but this is what they do. Right. Uh, Drew, I'm not going to take your heroin call next. Too heavy. Uh, yeah, true. These are all heavy. They've got heavy. Uh, heavy we'll see. Sandy. Hi. Sandy, you're 27. 27. What's going on? Um, well, right now I'm involved with a 33-year-old man who tells me he's divorced. Mm -hmm. And. Is he, um, um, pardon me? Does he coach the swim team? <laughs> not. I'm sorry, no, I don't, he's, I'm not on the swim team. No, okay. Um, that you Pardon me? All right. Anyways, he's 33. He tells me that he's divorced. Um, I have a close friend that I've, I've had since high school, and she tells me that he's still married. And how, I do, how does she know that? Well, that's what I Hold on a second. Drew, hold on one second. Let me just uh, put you on hold for a second. Drew, you got to do something with the chair. Can't. I know you love what to ram I... the arm of the chair underneath the console and then manipulate the this console the entire like, show. <laughs> but slide the chair back, please. So people get for their money. This is we're 10 seconds into the show. You're ramming the console with the chair. You do it all night. All right, Sandy. Uh -huh. And by the way, I'm the only person disturbs is him because it makes a click in his earphones. No, because I have to hear it every night. These the guys click. blow in, they, they plug the Nobody show, and they blow out it. of here to their palatial estates, or they go to Malibu and, uh, you know, raise uh, horses or something. This, All is right. really, this is a really interesting show tonight, because these two are having a conversation, and we're having a conversation, <laughs> no, and that's I it. Want to we interact. It's like there's some kind of a barrier that's here. It's the world's worst well, double date going on. TV between you and That's me. right. The, uh, you know what, you the gay couple's arguing over here. Here, she can pick the call. I'll snuggle with Dave. All right. Snuggle up. Sandy? Yeah. Now they won't right, pay so any attention to that. You think, uh, your friend thinks this guy's married. Correct. And how does she know? Well, that's what I don't understand, because she's only met him twice, and she's met him <coughs> times at my place. Um, she thinks that he's married and that he's just using me for sex. Um, Is she interested in him in any way? No, actually, she doesn't like him. Mm, that's what she tells you. I don't trust a woman who tells her friend she doesn't like uh, the guy. And I also dating. don't trust a guy who doesn't say he's married. He volunteers that he's getting a divorce when... Well, no, he says he already is divorced. Uh-huh. Um, mm. I know that he still sees his ex-wife because they have a three-year-old daughter together. Uh. But I don't... You know, she keeps telling me that he's, you know, he's married. All right, but what insight would she have after just meeting him twice at your house? Part of, part of what it is is that um, I was at an inpatient eating facility disorder, or mm -hmm. eating disorder mm -hmm. facility, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's where I met him. He works there. Uh, how long ago were you a patient there? Four months ago. Already totally way he, out of line. Is he a doctor? This guy's an asshole. Does he work at the cafeteria? <laughs> well, he doesn't work at the ca cafeteria, but he's a tech there. He's a psych tech. Right, exactly. What's and a so psych tech do? Interacts with the patients, passes out right. meds sometimes. But listen, he... I don't know what facility. But these are basically at. felons uh, no, with name tags, no, no, right? No, 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 no. These are these are professionals. But the fact is that most facilities will have a at least a twelve month interval after which you, you during which you cannot interact with the former patient. Well, see, that's what he's. What, that's why he's telling me that we don't go out. Yeah, because he's doing something totally unethical and against <laughs> the rules of the hospital and loses his job. I mean, exactly. this guy's already which a is problem. Why, 
why we, he says we don't go out, which is why my friend is telling me we're married. That he's so married. it may be it may be that he's hiding things on multiple levels. This guy, or she's trying to protect you. Like he's a yeah. He, this is a mess. This Sandy, is a mess. What, what attracts you to this man? Um, he's very gentle. He's quiet, and um, well, he's not abusive. Uh, that's nice. Ooh, but I think Drew has something to say about Yeah, that. I beg to differ. <laughs> I, I mean, he, his, his violation of boundaries, which is something that somebody with an eating disorder, I'm sure you're aware, needs to learn to, to develop, right? Boundaries are a big issue for you, yes? Correct. Correct. He's violating boundaries rather than helping you maintain and develop boundaries. He's violating them right off the top, and that is abusive. But... If I'm not seeing it as abusive, if I'm seeing him as loving and caring... Well, you, do you talk to your, your team psychiatrist or therapist about this? Um, my therapist doesn't say too much about it. But she knows about it. Yeah. Are right. She should be the one getting no, in there. And no, not what, uh, How are you doing with your eating disorder, Sandy? Uh, it's up and down. <laughs> um, Literally? It's, at the moment, not too good. Uh-huh. And why do you think it's it's back this way? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, this friend of mine that I'm really close with is so negative about the relationship I'm having. Mm, doesn't sound like too much, though. Some friend of yours meets a guy twice and says, I bet he's still married. I mean, Well, she's uh, telling me he's using me. But maybe it's Yeah, but maybe it is. rings true. Yeah, I mean, it is. It ups- because it was, if it was a total, uh, I mean, if it was a, t- a total fabrication and you didn't believe it at all, then I don't think it would upset you quite as much. I don't know. You know what? What? I, we don't want to be part of what's upsetting her further. But just <sighs> look very carefully at these things. I'm just very concerned about the situation such as it is. You've got to wait a year to date a patient, Drew? If you work, the doctors, or, or I don't think doctors ever should. What about dentists? Because they'll feel you up right there in the <laughs> I chair, I don't and they don't even wait five minutes. It's cost extra, I heard. <laughs> oh, is it? Hey, uh, Drew, so this girl was in so getting help, and so they're kind of easy prey because yeah. the closest person listens to their problems right. is like a friend every day. That's right. And then afterwards, you kind of build up a bond. There you go. And, somebody right? can just and then the guy works that. the angle of... Um, Tonight we have to stay in and have sex. We can't <laughs> go out. Because, I've tried uh, that angle. We can't, go to a, we can't go to a movie. And, and, and of course, we'll and, and, and I the, use the and I'm often, too famous to go to the McDonald's. Yeah. Oftentimes, <laughs> not to the boneyard, right, Dave? We have to stay in my room and play. We have to stay in the sheets. I'm too famous to go downstairs. <laughs> yeah. But oftentimes, we have to stay in the foil room. Oftentimes, these people that do this kind of thing, this uh, the, the, the worker, the, the psych tech here, really uh, thinks they're helping the person. They, they, too, have bad boundaries, and they, too, don't perceive they're the themselves. impact they're having on the person. Yeah, they're helping themselves. That's true. All right. Now let me find another call. I want to uh, work there. Uh, 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 here looks like something. Do you need to see this? Room? No, I don't yeah, see that. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. What's going on there, Anthony? Um, okay. First of all, I'd like to say, David, um, that was really cool when you smacked Chris Farley with a 4x4 four four in the face. <laughs> that was so cool. I swear, dude. I started laughing, like, the whole day. You know what happened? That was that was, that had foam in the middle, and then when we did it, I hit him with the part with the real wood. Dude, I I mean I almost man, it was so funny. Cough. But, but okay, um, can here's you say that? No, no you can't. Some, somebody else takes care of that. Hey, uh, okay. Anthony, you moron. <laughs> what did I do? Where uh, where where'd you live before the United States? Amsterdam or something? No. You can't say the S word on the radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. That's okay. I'm All on right. your team, buddy. Okay, okay. Here's my question. Um, my girlfriend, like for a while, we're being with each other. 
and like she used to like you know masturbate me and stuff like in my in my room. And they All think, right, hold on, Anthony. Yeah. What's going on in the background there? Uh, I was like, oh, well, my brothers are kind of like real close, so You're I have watching to. Watching like, suddenly, Susan. It's kind of embarrassing. Okay, but there's a situation. Are uh, you you getting a uh, dose of that must she TV or what's going on back there? <laughs> no. Well, tell them to turn it down. Um. Okay. All right, go tell them to turn it down. Okay. All I'm right. I'm gonna put you on hold. Jerk. <laughs> I can't take I any of that. I want to get pizza. He's know, lucky. He's crowd. lucky. There's nothing but heroin and uh, runaway calls, uh, and we have to get back to him. That normally runaway needs a place to stay. I just moved into a new place. Normally, I would we uh, get rid of him. Anthony. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're with your girlfriend. Okay, and she's like masturbating me, and the thing is like. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Excuse me. Hold on, Drew. Can you technically masturbate someone else? No. No. Okay. What do you mean? Does that mean you have to do it yourself? <laughs> okay, well, this was the situation. Can you have a masturbatory orgy? Uh, no. <laughs> go look up masturbation, see Girls if someone can do it to you. Girls call circles now. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, so she's masturbating you off. And and the thing is, like, she put a sock over so it didn't get on the floor. I'd, I'd tell her, you know, because it's, like, stained. So I told her to put a sock over it. And the thing is, we do this for, like, a period of time. And the thing mm -hmm. is, I'm starting to get this really bad itch on the side of my scrotum. And it's, like, really bad. And it, it like... It almost like mm -hmm. scratches to the point where it feels like a mosquito bite. Yeah, I'm guessing athlete schlong. <laughs> you don't know where that sock was, Anthony. Did you get an athlete's bag. Uh, so. <laughs> Do you use the same sock over? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. It's like different ones, but like mm -hmm. that, I don't, I didn't have anything else to do with it. So Does she not. ever sew buttons on the sock like little eyes, and then puts her hand through it and talks? Um, no, it, like you, can, you gotta puppet? jump in here. True. No. Okay, I'm so she puts a sock no. over your penis and then masturbates you. Yeah, and the thing is, like, that, like, just recently I'm starting to see stuff on the side, you know, like on my scrotum. Mm -hmm. and it's really, really, like, it, it's like an intense itch. It's really bad. And uh, this is just a plain white athletic sock. Yeah. Uh, whose sock is it? Uh, mine. Okay. First of all, you got to go back to tube socks. Dress socks are too itchy. Yeah, it's hard to make the bend. Uh, he used the proper... He did. Yeah. What is... Uh, read read the definition the of masturbation. Um, I guess just... Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, Anthony. It's uh, erotic stimulation of genital organs achieved by manual or other bodily contact exclusive of sexual in intercourse. All right, so you could you could perpetrate it. Frauderism would be masturbation. Uh, upon another. All right, so Anthony, mm -hmm. let me just make sure we know we're on the same page here. Okay, sure. Um... They take, uh, or uh, your girlfriend takes this sock and puts it over your penis. Well, um, he just has, he has a, some kind of allergic reaction. It's called a contact dermatitis, or even perhaps a more general exactly. allergy. Uh, you might just get some Cortade cream. It's over the counter. And if that, if that doesn't uh, take boring. care of it, it's time to see a dermatologist. Uh, it's, you'd be amazed how frequently dermatologists are required to look at male genitalia. That's a very common yeah. I'd have a, a big sign on the door. Uh, no dudes. I try. I you can always use a buff puff if you have one. Those <laughs> no, are comfortable. No, no, no. Cortade, and then there are stronger cortisone <laughs> creams that you can use, but the dermatologist would have to prescribe that. Here's what the mom here is All right, so, uh, Scrape, does he, scrape, scrape. Well, maybe lose the sock. Do you think he should go to a um, urologist or podiatrist, Drew? Please. Thank you for stepping Mind on my joke. Fashion. I appreciate it. <laughs> I heard it. No timing whatsoever. We do the show for two years. He just steps on every punch. David line. was talking, too.
<laughs> I right, noticed that. All right, but he's drunk uh, with success over there. <laughs> he doesn't care. 17. After yeah. doing as many movies and sitcoms as David has, this he little piddly guy, he can't, the man can't even eat out anymore. Do you understand? I can't go downstairs. He can't go to his living room. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's my new pitch. All right, uh, we're going to go to break. Drew, why don't you uh, sell the hell out of the next call, please? I wanted to talk to Andrew, who wants to know about getting off heroin. I'll make it quick. All right. We'll uh, do that one. Oh, why don't you do that during the break? Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. Football season is just starting up, and you need to focus on your team's game. I was sitting with my son today. He was obsessing about his fantasy football league, and we had to pull the blinds. That's right. Blinds Galore shuts out distractions. New blinds, blindsgalore.com. Best products to cut out the noise or the glare. Makes your living room the best place to watch your Sunday teams. You won't even get off the couch, cut the glare, because Blinds Galore's motorized window treatments will let you raise and lower your shades. Just a press of a button. New smart blinds can even connect directly to your home and even your iPad. There's all kinds of ways of doing this. It's awesome. We have a set of those. You just one cord pull, one click away from a nice dark room. Even though summer's almost over, trust me, particularly out here, the sun is still going strong. I know it is in the rest of the country as well. Blinds Galore has the right window coverings to slash your home's heat up to 50%. Saves you up to $150 in your energy bill. Whether you need more privacy to sleep, cool down, or just fix up a room, BlindsGalore.com has what you're looking for. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Check out BlindsGalore.com. Tell them it's Dr. Drew, it's Loveline. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Huh? All right. Show's starting, everybody. David Spade and Wendy Malik, both here from Just Shoot Me, Tuesday, NBC, 930. And who do we have? Uh, Joey Ramone's on tomorrow night, and then uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who is, uh, I know her as uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and then Drew knows her as Just Asked Clarissa. Clarissa explains it all. Oh, boy. What is that? She's nice. It, it, uh, my kids uh, watch that. You gonna it's bring? A, the, they, yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, no. Yeah, you got three no. five-year-olds or five three-year-olds. The, they turn five tonight. <laughs> I'll have you know. Oh, really? Your kids? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean wow. they turn five tonight? The eleventh is their birthday. Uh, Wake them up. Is today the tenth? Oh, you mean, you mean it, oh, okay. at midnight? Yeah. yeah. All right, I spent and then three uh, days at Disneyland. I want to kill myself. Now. <laughs> no, you really. Want to talk about it too. Oh, please. <laughs> and we went today. Adam and I have been wishing for this kind of weather for months, right? Right. Beautiful, yeah. cool, blustery. I'm in Disneyland. Blustery, I love it. You, not Dis- only could you not pay me to go to Disneyland, you couldn't pay me to drive to Anaheim <laughs> in the rain. But no lines, oh. right? With those no, kids. the crowds were maybe worse than ever. In fact, I, w- I went on the Roger Rabbit uh, spinning cars ride yesterday, waited 30 minutes in line with my kids needed to be carried, all three of them. The oh. uh, line was longer today, in the rain. Oh. Oh, I guess I True, did they need to go three days in a row to Disneyland? No. 
Is it? Did a, they go three days in a row yeah. to Disneyland? Well, they went. You're gonna ruin them. I know. They're ruined. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You That's need it. Boundaries, Drew. No, not just boundaries. Yeah, boundaries too. <laughs> uh, there needs to be some sort of anti-amusement um, uh, uh, park called like an internment camp world <laughs> or something, where you just bring man. the kids there and have them suffer for a day. Work because camp. you need to you need to undo what you've done now. Yeah, yeah. The kids You're are right. spoiled. Three no. days in a row. I didn't go to Disneyland three times in you know ten years, at least three days yeah. in a row. Well, it, it was really one day, really. We went like two hours on Saturday, then Sunday, and then like two hours this morning. But the the two hours this morning were so miserable. It undid the nice. Cutting day out yesterday. the lines, you were there like eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, oh, and you stay in the heart. Disneyland hotel? Yeah. Mm. Feel guilty for masturbating in the hotel? No. <laughs> no, I love it. Because it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Uh, sure it didn't. Hey, Engineer Mike, uh, get that on a cart. Uh, the uh, Did you feel guilty? And then the no part. Uh, but cut it off before he says it didn't happen. All right. Uh, Andrew. Trick yeah, hello, Dave. Uh, hello, Wendy. Hi. Uh, Dr. Drew, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Andrew, thanks. Uh, my question for Dr. All right, well, <laughs> he didn't say did anything you, did you to just me. Hang up on well, him? he addressed every I guest but myself. He liked all of us. Oh. He was the temerity. Adam, I said hello to you. Okay. Hey, I see you. Thank you. You're cool. Okay, cool. Uh, my question is for Dr. Drew. Uh, what do you think is the uh, most effective uh, heroin detox uh, program that uh, that's around? Are you on heroin? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you, you've got the usual preoccupation that heroin addicts have, which is with the detox, which is the easiest part of getting off heroin. It's miserable, but... Yeah, it, I feel like I'm dying. Look, but it's uh, four to six days and you're done. The hard part is staying off heroin, which takes months of work in highly structured programs, in my opinion. I mean, you can do it with N.A. a couple times a day and with a, a lot of structure in your life, but it's not likely. It's the kind of thing that requires intensive treatment. I would look into any residential programs you have in your vicinity. Uh, go and spend a couple months. Drew? Really? Do they have a heroin patch? No. Is that would work? Well, there are opiate patches. Yes, there are opiate patches. Oh, yeah, there's oh. fentanyl patches. Hey, can you but... give, can you bring some of those? Yeah. I mean, just to see. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do they have opiate patches? Yes, for cancer patients and things. You can you can deliver opiates through a patch. Go? Oh, you guys. I mean, I'm, could you, you guys get... are both? You I'm guys, our saying. eyes are lighting up. Give me a break. I'm just saying. Well, I just mean uh, you both know, of I, you. I want to get in a heroin. It's just a needle thing. All right. I don't mind the needles. I'm just. I snort it. Oh, really? Oh, that's which, which actually is, more common, isn't it's it? It's a common thing, but it's... Kind of a uh, Hollywood thing. Yeah, it's a big thing out here. Uh, it causes... Cool. Any opiate in any form causes severe addictive disease. Do you throw up the first time you do heroin? That's what my friend said. That if, you do, if you shoot yeah. it. If you do a big dose. Drew, what do you know about this rapid detox program? Yeah, the rapid detox programs are actually good. Uh, to me, I believe they're indicated primarily for methadone addicts because methadone withdrawal really is miserable. It takes, like, weeks it's what this guy is talking about, feeling like you're going to die, which he goes through for four days, for four to eight weeks. And most methadone addicts don't make it. It's just, take, it's just too to much. Do you need to be supervised if, you do, uh, if you're off, just quitting heroin, cold turkey? Uh, does, it dap, does it freak your body out that no. much? No. Heroin withdrawal is miserable, but it doesn't hurt anybody, really. Alcohol withdrawal, people die from commonly. How's really? the rapid? Yeah, that's what people don't understand. The rapid detox is basically the, is, a, is an anesthesia. People, uh, doctors induce a state of anesthesia just mm -hmm. like if you were having surgery, and saturate your body with a system that basically blocks the receiving system for opiates, and it induces a, a it shocks the body into a withdrawal that's very sudden and very intense, but the whole system is controlled by the anesthesia, so, you, so it's not uncontrolled in the sense that there's any sort of overwhelming uh, reaction. Right. And you don't experience anything because you're asleep, and then when they wake up, they are detoxed. How long um, are you under for? But, but I think it's about six, four to six hours, something like that. 
Like and it's kind of jars. It's amazing. It's an excellent thing. The problem is that, I, as you heard Andrew talking about, opiate addicts are just focused on the detox. Like that, if I could just get off this drug, I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly opposite of the truth. Getting them off the drug is no problem. Keeping them off it is impossible. And after the, my experience <laughs> with these ultra rapid uh, detoxes is that they jones pretty hard. They used to have one in Mexico, and uh, a lot of people in the music industry would go down to Mexico, and they would be they'd be slamming heroin by the time they hit the tarmac here in Los Angeles because they just they weren't given the structure and the treatment they need to stay off the drug. Let me it ask takes you a hypothetical. Start. Still For takes yeah probably not. You know, in uh, Planet of the Apes, when Chuck Heston went to outer space and then he came back to the United States, but it'd been like a million years later. I don't know if it was a million, yeah. I've been like, you know, a couple thousand years later. Yeah. Would that count as days sober, or would it only be the amount that Chuck was actually in space? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you care, George? I'm just saying if you're trying to detox. I, I, these are more plans I have. Beside the heroin patch, I think we could just shoot He's people into space. How uncommon is it for someone to go off heroin and not do methadone is that is that not I mean, methadone is that, not the way to go methadone yeah well sort of look it's still it's still controversial i hate methadone and i'm not in a minority well i'm not alone let's put it that way uh methadone is basically reserved for pregnant women um people who are not treatable hopeless that's about that's it. A, it's a last case thing. Yeah. It's a, well, uh, it's used out there a ton. And but I it's, a, it's a lesser of two evils, it, there's difference is between, what you're saying. There's also a difference between methadone withdrawal, which is where the drug is take, tapered off over 21 days, and methadone maintenance, where you put somebody on it for the rest of their life. What about NyQuil? That's what I've done. All right. Catherine. Are you really? <laughs> you I yeah. used to be. Two days. I couldn't get off it. Hmm. Catherine, you're 23. Hmm. Yes, I am. Truth's not oh, going to dignify that with an answer. <laughs> I tell you, NyQuil's mm. fun. Very high very alcohol. Dangerous. Very high alcohol concentration. It is dangerous, but it makes you feel fuzzy. You like Catherine, yes. oh, what's going on? Well, I'm 23, yeah. and I lost my virginity when I was 16. And I was with a guy, and I had a good time, and I had an orgasm, and it hasn't happened since then. Yeah. And it's been a very long seven years. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, what can I do? Do you live near the studio? <laughs> they tape on Fridays. Uh, what time do you guys break? <laughs> you guys break for lunch break. about seven. Uh, Catherine, what happened to the uh, what happened to Mister Orgasm? Uh, well, from, uh, he's in 1990. Oh, he's in a different country. Yeah, you better buy a ticket. Where Brunei? <laughs> so, Where, what happened? You didn't carry on a relationship with him? Well, you know, I mean, I was over there. I was an exchange student, and oh, I, see. I was young and impressionable. And uh, all right, let's play. Uh, let's play. Guess that? the country. Uh, gave a woman orgasm. Uh, I will uh, not Japan. Uh, <laughs> not uh, not Germany. Yeah, I'm going with Italy. French. France. France. Uh, further north. Ireland. Sweden. Sweden. Sweden? Denmark. Sweden. Sweden. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, These bastards. Uh, big, big, cool. strapping blonde guy. Uh, actually, no, he didn't have blonde hair. But. He didn't have, did he pull his coveralls off uh, before he had sex with you? <laughs> have you been with anybody else since this? Yes, I have, actually. A, a steady relationship? Or? Yeah, and actually the last relationship that I was in, it, it was kind of an issue because my boyfriend kept thinking that it was his fault or something. And, and whenever we were, like, intimate, he would, you know, ask me if I was getting close to having an orgasm, and then it would just put this oh. immense pressure on me. That's a deal breaker. What about when you're by yourself? It's really like someone saying, are you falling deal. asleep? Have you fallen asleep yet? <laughs> deal breaker. David, ask that question again. Can you, can you do it by yourself? Well, okay. 
I've really tried masturbation, and I just don't know if this is a thing with women, but I don't know. I just can't get off on it, really. It is a thing with women. Oh, I'm supposed to talk? Is it? Am I not the only one who just... No, it's a comedy, especially... You're a little old for that sort of experience, but you really have to not just figure out the mechanics, which are obviously more complex than a man, but but it is much more of an emotionally connected experience. Mm -hmm. And if you don't find the emotional place, which you evidently had with that guy in Sweden, yeah, uh, and as, and as you found you found what kind of emotional input works against you. But let me let me just check something out. Did you have an orgasm when you lost your virginity? No. What a good. good I day. didn't. I didn't think so because uh, that. that's very rare. It was the same guy, but it was. So she had a relationship. She had really had a connection with this guy. See, we're like. different because I had an orgasm just before I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> about, about five minutes before. <laughs> but, but there's still enough left to, you know, oh, technically nice. get me out of the virgin category. <laughs> Except afterwards, you kind of like put yeah, I, I, in a piggy I bank. saved the underwear and actually cut out a piece of the carpet, uh, too. Oh. <laughs> Doctor, comment. It's in a loose case in I'm my not, entryway. I'm not here. Sometimes Drew gets... All right, so, uh, Catherine, you had an ongoing thing with the Swedish guy. Yes. I see, and uh, the orgasms came after that. And, and can you, can you um, tell us what he did differently than, uh, than your American counterpart or his American counterpart? Well, I don't know. Let's just say he had had some good practice, so, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so maybe just But need... you were into him. You had some chemistry with him, too. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. And so, well, I'm just frustrated because, I mean, I've bought the books, you know, I've read about it. Oh, that's a bunch of BS. I get so mad at that stuff. It's all like... Uh, yeah, there, uh, uh, all of that is geared towards making it. women into men. Okay. Really? They uh, just... I, none <laughs> of it gives you... Get out of your head? Well, it's just... Yeah, it's all about... Uh, here's the here's the mechanical device that's going to, you know, solve all your problems. And it's it's much more about being a woman. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what that is and what those places are for you, and there's very little out there to help teach you that. All and right, men so, are helpless so that way. We can't help you. So with the guy if you jive <laughs> All with right. Him so I, here's uh, the advice right? because uh, we got to go to break. I um, I do agree with you, David. I you have to uh, first. I believe you must explore yourself a little bit just to make sure you know what you like. Secondly, uh, find a guy who's got some potential, uh, establish a relationship, and work with him. A little bit, and don't bring up uh, Sven. For <laughs> Christ's sake, you're going to ruin the guy. Can you yeah. imagine? Well, what kind of pressure is that? You go out for a nice night of dancing and some drinks. You come back. Uh, I want you to know I haven't had an orgasm in uh, seven years. There was a big Travis Swedish guy who yeah, did it to Dirk me last Diggler time, and no one's Sweden. been able to do it uh, so far since then. I mean, uh, what kind of a man does not need that kind of pressure sexually? Oh, well, she doesn't also need. So what's going on now? Right, Feeling right, good? Right. Am I close? Am I warm? <laughs> Keep me posted. She should tell him, though. Tell him right up front the ground rules. Don't ask me what's going on. Don't uh, don't tell me how to do it. If it works, it works. If not, I'm back up to oh, Dirk Diggler. I'm not sure that's the sexiest way to I know. It. Wendy, I got lost. I was thinking <laughs> just, of something just else. Just find, find a guy and, and work it out. <laughs> Poor Wendy hasn't had a chance to say a word about this. There's only one woman in the studio, and she hasn't She should get in there. No, I, 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 I understand what she's saying. You know, but I, I think it's true. A lot of it is chemistry, and you can't, you can't force that to happen. It's either there or it isn't. Right. And maybe, you know, I'm sure he's out there. You just haven't met him yet. All right, see you, Drew. Right. All right, I guess Drew knows we're going to break, and uh, he was right. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool. 
Kill. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. All right, True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it. And it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car certified dealer network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Hi, folks. This is Adam West. You know me, I suppose, as Batman. Don't tell anyone. You can help make the world a little safer by listening to Loveline every night with Adam Curl and Dr. Drew. Wendy Malick and David Spade are both here from Just Shoot Me, Tuesday nights, NBC, 9.30. This show's funnier than that. Hey, Carmen Lecter's on tomorrow night. Tune in. Oh, really? And tell everyone what she said about you, Dave. Uh, No. No, come on. She said that David was one of one of those men who was really sexy. You might not think of him that way immediately, but he's an incredibly sexy man. After about 20 years, uh, <laughs> you start to get moist. Is that what that is? Nice. Listen, Drew and I are the only MTV personalities I'm parlayed in anything. <laughs> There'll be no guest appearances on anything. Do you want to be on our show? Yeah, I do. Maybe we could work it in, a love line thing. We did a radio show once, and uh, I was on do it, it again, and Wendy yeah. was on it. It wouldn't be ours. You know, uh, I'm a versatile actor. I, I, I don't. Well, David is about to recommend me for the part. No, I was going to say uh. Drew could score up a storm if he wasn't married, because he's the type that kind of. Oh yeah, you trust in the him. girls, yeah. yeah. Speaking of my wife, she just called me and chewed me out for. <sighs> hey, listen, well, hang on a second. What about Disneyland? Yes, for making it sound like we had <laughs> such a miserable. Chewed you out that fast? It was painful. Well, she doesn't listen that children. often. But but no, look, it, we had a we had a fantastic day yesterday, and the Disney people were great. And we always go back there because they are just so Why wonderful. Right. Spin because because it really <laughs> because it really sounded apparently like I had a miserable time, which I did. I had a miserable day today, and uh, it was miserable. No, Drew was and almost me neutralized. Before the show started, that he had a nice time, yes. and the Disney people were gracious yes. enough to take care of. Him. So it was just day three. It was one day too much. He just said it was a hectic because yes. of the rain. The rain. And did, it was, uh, yeah, it was did Susan page you? Yes. Okay. All right, she's probably listening. So oh, yeah. Just, uh, she's like 911 heart so problem. To myself. Like, it's just me. <laughs> Listen. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Joey Ramone of the, um, uh, who's he, uh, what band's he in, the DeFranco's? What, <laughs> what band is that? The Joey's. Grandmaster Flash. No, of uh, the Ramones will uh, be in. 
Tomorrow night. All right. Oh, what happened to line four? Oh, oh, no. oh the humanity. And which which one? That? Which yeah, one were you going to take? Two. Oh, it sucks. Two. Okay. Diane. Hi. Hey, you're 24. Hi. Um, well, this question's really for Dr. Drew. Um, I'm a 24-year-old single mother, and I have a three-year-old daughter. And my concern is I want to be a good role model for her. And basically I'm wondering if my lifestyle will influence her in a negative way when she grows up. What does what your lifestyle consist of? I don't know any other way to phrase it. Basically, I, I made a decision, a conscious decision, not to get involved in any relationships with men and or women otherwise. When I say lifestyle, I should have connected like that. Why? What happened? Well, with her father, it was the equivalent of 10 dysfunctional relationships in one. And also because I work full-time, I have a great job, I'm finishing up grad school, it's it's all these factors combined. What are you I studying? Her, her growing up, distrusting men. What, uh, what are you studying in grad school? Frigidity? Yeah. Painting? <laughs> no, what are, you, what are you taking? No, I, I'm taking biology. Mm -hmm. now, what do you want to parlay that into? <laughs> well, basically right now I'm in a technical field. I'm, I'm working uh, with an engineering department. So I've got a good career going right now. All right, so are you saying you don't want to be in any relationships for, yeah. for how long? Well, right now I don't, I don't have any feelings. Uh, basically, it was so bad. I just, I guess, some part of me turned off. Do you, do you think the relationship you were in was normal, healthy? <laughs> no, definitely not. Right. Do you think it's healthy to then go to the extreme opposite end of that spectrum and just well, completely shut down emotionally? Yeah, but that's my concern. Not a bad. Uh, technique, by the way, not a bad idea for the time <laughs> being, okay? Because you don't trust yourself to pick somebody, or at least you shouldn't trust yourself to pick somebody who, with whom you could have a decent relationship. Although but, somebody who says they don't trust themselves, I would trust to pick somebody. But, I, I understand, but she it, it's the flip side of the same coin that she's on right now. It's the same the problem. Extreme. Yeah, right. and, and if you're going to have a moratorium on relationships, we would probably support that. But do something in the meantime to change your inner workings so you can then go forward and have meaningful relationships because lives are really not fulfilled without human connection, without intimacy. Yeah. And although Unless your daughter, there's an abundance of pornography, let's be fair. And although your place. daughter doesn't need a male necessarily immediately in her life, she certainly is going to pick up on your feelings about them. How long so. has it been since you've felt the warm caress of a man? <laughs> um, well, um, two years. Do you live near the studio? <laughs> How old is your daughter? Three. She's three. three. So it's been two years since you've been with a man. But you know what? She might have built up enough strength by staying away this long where she could handle it. No, no, because the, the things don't change inside people that way. No, I'm they sorry. just don't. So how, do, how does that affect a, a little kid who doesn't have any men around? Is that a bad thing? I, Dr. you know, Drew? theoretically, the really important relationship is with the mom. Okay, uh, the dad. You know, this is all theoretical. The dad sort of represents the outside world, and the, the girl, the the uh, the child may have some difficulty sort of understanding man and coming to grips with man, and have different altered perceptions of the outside world, perhaps as a result. But the important relationship is with the mom. But it's it's not so much that the men aren't around; it's her feelings about the man, the mom's feelings about the man. That the, I, she I really relay those don't to the have kid. negative feelings about men. I just don't see myself in a relationship with anyone. I really respect men. I have good male friend I just I just don't see myself involved with men and I it's the I don't want to all right but here here's what we're saying you're 24 years old 
Yeah. You're uh, you're very young. You uh, what you, you need to do is do a little uh, work on yourself, a little therapy, what have you, and then get yourself back in the into the game. Mm-hmm. Where's your dad? Oh, well, he's he's in here. My mom have been married for about forty years. Really? Yeah, rock solid. Mm, you get along all right with dad? Well, I do, but you know mm-hmm. they're the kind of supportive, you know parents, financial-wise and every other-wise, but they just didn't really know how to be parents. All right. What yeah. do they do? Well, um, they it was like they never really listened to what she said. I mean, they're really, really supportive people, but he would, like, brag, you're, you're going you're to be the best lawyer there ever was, and I was like, well, Dad, I'm really interested in science. It's like, okay, no, you're going to be the best scientist there ever was. My right, dad so. uh, used to do the same thing. It's just substitute scientist or lawyer for carpet cleaner. <laughs> And it was really the same rap. Too bad you didn't get a trash collecting. They really maybe you could have changed that. Yeah, whole really system. could have parlayed that into something. All uh, right, so Diane, there, get work. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, go I ahead, Winnie. I was just going to ask, isn't there, isn't it almost like a muscle that atrophies if you don't use it? I mean, Relationships. Well, and having a romantic interest in someone. That I, I have many friends who have been through bad relationships and, and decide they're just going to take a break, and after a while, they have no interest anymore. I, I suspect that's more complicated than than meets the eye. Uh, yes, you can sort of get into uh, sort of ruts, and it's difficult to get out of the highly highly evolved behaviors. You know, something you're sort of set just a defense pattern you've set yourself into is it can be very rigid. All right, but and you that's don't defensive posture. I'm not yeah. going to have any relationships. That's defensive. I and after a while, you don't care so much. No, they, that that becomes set. But does and she then also your biology calms down too. Your the, the the sort of androgenic hormones, the ones that create sex drive, tend to drop off. Hold on a second, engineer Mike. Uh, can we come in here and mic up Drew's chair? It's a little <laughs> distracting hearing it in the background that way. I'd like to get a fresh mic on that, maybe a lavalier or right, something. Wait, wait, wait. This must be every uh, night. Thank you. So Drew, does she give these feelings uh, verbally to the kid, or is she worried that the kid just picks Gonna up? Going to pick up. I think the child. We're just uh, just suggesting that. And the dad, that the, the dad sounds like a real narcissistic person who has no empathy, a total empathy failure, which is what causes her then to go out and make bad choices in relationships. Does it always go back to the parents? Always. Terrifying, Drew. Yeah. We have to talk later. Matt. Yes. You're 19. I'm 19. What's going on? Um, well, basically, I left I left home when I was 18 because I felt I was a victim of emotional abuse. I tried living on my own for a few months. I came to Minnesota to live uh, with my sister and her husband and uh, was going to go to school. So I've been going to school. I've been doing so well. Um, uh, uh, lately, and um, pretty much the agreement was and has been reestablished recently that if uh, things don't go well in school, I am out on my own. Um, and this is with your sister and her boyfriend? Yeah, uh, husband. Husband. So they're going to kick you out? Pretty much, yeah. How would you support yourself? Uh, that's... I, I guess I just have to uh, quit school and get a menial job, but I'm I'm not sure what my all my options are, and I'm also not sure what's causing this problem and why. Um, what problem? Why things are going to hell in a handbasket? Why I'm doing poorly in school and not focused? Are you depressed? Uh, um, I don't know how to assess what would cause depression. It's not. Yeah, like I'm going. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not like I'm incapable of doing anything. I mean, I've got... No, but I know. We'll go with depressed just based on the depression uh, assessment answer. Okay. All right. Okay. Because people that uh, really break down, um, 
the term depression are always depressed. <laughs> uh, it, it's is true? true. It is true. Yeah. When they really break well, down. I'm not and, crying all the time. That's yeah, usually what we get. Depressed. All right, so Matt, you're depressed. Okay, I'm depressed. You, you and you're having difficulty motivating at school. Yeah. Even though you don't have to do anything else but school right now, right? Well. Right? I do create other things for myself to do. But in order to maintain your living environment, all you got to do is do well at school. Yeah, we're not we're not asking about the Nintendo or the uh, cabin made out of popsicle sticks. We just want to talk <laughs> about school right now. Okay. So that's all you have to do. Yeah. Okay. All we have to do is go to a commercial. <laughs> all right. So, so here's the situation. Um, the one thing you have to focus on full time is your school right now, so you don't get tossed out of your sister's house. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I know you're depressed. Uh, oftentimes people are depressed. We smoke a pod. No, 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 but you don't you, understand. You smoke, it's, not, you it's not working. I mean, I can tell myself, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's to the point now where it's a matter of days before I am. Are you smoking pot? No. Okay. Okay. So is that his problem? He's got to get on the weed? <laughs> no. Okay, hold on. Matt, consider, Matt. Yeah. Matt, yeah. because of your level of depression, we're going to put you on hold. All we're right. going to go to break. Okay. And we're going to come back. We're going to straighten this whole thing out. Okay, thank you. All right? Don't All right. Anything. All right. We'll be back. Is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with his stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. Uh oh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. You never know what will come up on the big podcast with Shaq. So, Detective Shaq, would you like to get on the case of the Portland Pooper? You know, do like a little diagram. Where'd he go to this day? Where'd he go to that day? Connect the poop dots. <laughs> Are there Mexican the hours joints? of the poop, yes. Are there Mexican what, joints in the area? Yes. You would have to do, you would have to do a job oh, man, smell I can, analysis I can, that would and hold tell up. me what he ate for lunch and breakfast. That wouldn't hold up in court. <laughs> he had... Eggs. He had some pancakes. Oh, jeez. He had an omelet. Oh, man. He also had some tomato juice. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. Loveline, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. It's Loveline, Wendy Malik and uh, the great David Spade, uh, who you hear yammering away in the background, are both here. Just shoot me Tuesday nights, uh, NBC tomorrow. at 9:30. Uh, that would be tomorrow night. Tomorrow after Frasier's big episode. What's happening tomorrow? Frasier's episode is a thousandth episode. It's a, it's a very special hundreds, episode. Hundreds. I think uh, he gets a hair weave or something. I can't. I I, it's, I I wasn't really paying attention, but that's what I thought Somebody's it was. Somebody's friggers. They're that and oh. we're us. Right. It's best to be but it, it's a, it's a good lead-in, isn't it? Frazier? Um, we're learning about that stuff. It's 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 good and bad. If we don't keep up what they do, then you really really looks yeah, bad. I we, see. They're precious Frazier. We can't mess with. So we're doing good though. I guess we are doing what we're supposed we're to. We're holding do. our own. Who's after you? Dateline. Dateline. NBC. 
one of the nine nights Dateline. <laughs> yeah, how many nights are there in a week? Every I, night. And it's like I swear they syndicate uh, that show now on on uh, like a TNN or something. I'm yeah. watching Dateline from uh, 1974. They're doing a, like a John Delorean expose or something, <laughs> and uh, people are walking around in that. bell bottoms and uh, Sansibels and you ever see that true? No, no, I just think I was okay. some stuff that they, I've talked to them about uh, certain stories and things, and then they come out and present stories that are horrible. You talking about Dateline? Yeah, I mean Special the, K. Yeah. What your kids are doing on the weekends, and then they yeah. they go away, interview Drew, and then uh, and, I, and I tell them what's happening, and it comes out uh, whatever needs to be said to sell airtime is what actually the story oh, becomes. Well, and the, oh my God! I know mean, I've seen oh I've seen some very twisted, horrible. Things about right. back, so. All right, don't talk to those yeah, people anymore. Yeah, you're gonna anymore. get sued, and I'll get deposition. We better just move no, on. No, I mean, I mean things that. I, listen, I don't fault them for it, but the, it, it, uh, boy, I mean the things you can tell people in the media, and I'm, I'm not singling out we anybody. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to it's the club. It's like yeah, being interviewed, and you never know what part of it they're gonna take out of context. It's yeah, what, uh, what happens? You guys just do something. Uh, it happens when when you'll be talking about a, a project you worked on, and, and they'll take a tiny little bite out of that that sounds gossipy, and and it ends up being very hurtful to people sometimes. Well, you and do like a forty-five minute phone interview, and you're just like in a glaze at the end, thinking you're talking to one of your buddies, and you're just like, uh huh, ah, yeah. Well. And then suddenly, the ten minutes at the end that he kind of veered off to talk about something else, and you feel like he's really your friend, <laughs> right? Uh. Yeah. So we start asking like where it's you can score naive. and stuff like that, and it's uh, not even naive as much as it's just a bad person on the other end that has to live with himself. Well, they're just being they're just being journalists. All right, where uh, where were we? Yeah, Matt. Matt? Yeah, Matt. Matt, you're 19. You're living in Minneapolis. Yes. I'm All right. He okay. he got kicked out of his own home for reasons we don't know yet. No, I didn't get kicked out. I left. I ran away. Okay, he was being emotionally abused. He ran away. Uh, by the way, uh, another factor which doesn't really seem to apply to me, but I guess it can't hurt. I'm pretty much totally blind. So, uh, doesn't apply to you? Well, I mean, I don't know if it would apply to the situation. Oh, okay. How, uh, so can you drive? No. no. Not really. I haven't attempted that yet. I don't, uh, don't want to uh, sound uh, cruel, but um, if you're blind, you shouldn't run away. That's well, I've really... tried it before, you know. I mean, I don't want to get burned twice. All right, but uh, so can you read or do you have to read Braille? I, I can read Braille. Okay. Oh, uh, you can? Yes. Uh, that'd be it. By the way, if I lost my sight... Uh, that'd be it. It'd be books on cassette for the rest of my life. There's, I, I couldn't read uh, the Braille at the ATM. There's, are I, you kidding? Have you ever felt that stuff? Yeah. No yeah, way. I can't even tell if you're masturbating, let alone if you're reading Braille. <laughs> but, Matt, uh, does this affect why you're having trouble at school right now? Well, I, uh, no, but I thought uh, you, you guys obviously seem to see this situation as me de being depressed, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't really take, well, I guess how I do you see about it? it. How do you see it? Well, I guess... Uh, I guess it's probably the reason since I, for some reason, I can't stay focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. And even though it's what I don't want to be doing, I still should be able to, to just, you know, do my schoolwork and be able to do a good job. I'm All right. an intelligent person. All right, here's the deal, Matt. Uh, we think you're depressed because you sound depressed, and we're just basing that not so much on your uh, history, but just on the tone of your voice. Okay. And the things you're saying are things that depressed people do. So here's what you need to do. I know you got a lot of uh, stuff in you and a lot of rebellion in you and maybe some anger in you. Um, but yeah, probably all those things. All those things, right. So what you need to do right now is not act out because uh, you're with your sister. She loves you. She's taking care of you. She's letting you stay at her house. Uh, she's smart to implement the tough love policy, uh -huh. which is uh, you, should, uh, you shouldn't sit home and uh, drown your sorrows in uh, Mountain Dew and play Nintendo. 
all day. You should be doing something, and those those should be the rules for you living at her house. Right. Okay. All right. So listen, uh, Matt. I'm not going to no, talk no this buts. into the ground. Yeah. No buts. No buts. I agree with that. You just uh, go to school, uh, do your thing, get your degree. And uh, even though uh, you feel depressed, the hell everyone's depressed. I mean, uh, you yeah, go to out, work. Be out in the street. It'll be a little worse. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You want a reason to be depressed? He, you know, oh, okay. he, he's, he's always self-sabotaging and some fear of success, too. But the fact is, uh, get it together. It gets That's worse. All. Yeah. You, can... <laughs> you know, the, the problem with people that have a fear of success, here's what you should do if you have a fear of success. Go do something, get real close to being successful, and then back off at the last second. Uh most people have a fear of success means that they don't want to take a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I have a fear of success. I don't want to put the shoes right. on. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and actually get to the point where you're about to sign some multi-million dollar contract <laughs> yeah, right. and then uh, renege at the last second. Yeah. In other words, define success at a higher level. Uh, right. All right. Uh, something greater. Julie. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. What's going on there? Um, well... I've got a lot of problems that are leading to one big one, I guess. Um, I just recently had a baby, and the father of my child is living with me at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And my mom and him don't like each other, mm-hmm. and it's causing a lot of friction on me. How old is he? He's 18. Why aren't you guys getting married? Because my mom won't let me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like him. She said I have to wait time sixteen or time eighteen. Uh huh. And uh, why is he living at the house with you? Hey, my mom. No, she, we understand why she's uh, at her house. At her house, right? Because uh, yeah. uh, I think she may have put the down uh, down and paid for some of the mortgage. But why would he be living at the house? Um. Well, it was kind of my dad's idea, and I wanted him to be here to help me with the baby. Has he been? Yeah, he he works a lot at at night, but he comes home and he sleeps. And but the days that he's off, he helps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he doesn't have to live there to help if he only helps on days off anyway. Yeah. All right, so he doesn't need to be there. Yeah, but don't you think it's an issue between dad and mom if dad brought the guy into the house or suggested the guy move into the house and mom can't stand the does, guy? Does dad live at this house? Yeah. Does dad and mom get along? Um. Not really. Sometimes. It depends on what kind of mood he's in. Who, whose fault is it? Is it your um, uh, boyfriend's fault or is it your mom's fault? That they don't get along? It's um, no, I'm talking about the ozone problem right now. Oh. Yeah. See, uh, see well, which one works at a petrochemical uh, factory? <laughs> no, what, yes, that they don't get along, Julie. Yeah. Um, they both... Well, see, what he does is... He talks about my mom to me, and then my mom talks to me about him, and they can't communicate with each other. Right, but but you you know when people aren't getting along, you can usually uh, point the a-hole finger at one of them. Usually somebody's a little further out of line than the next. Sometimes then they drag the other one along with them, and everyone becomes an a-hole. But somebody usually starts it by uh, not holding up their end of the bargain. Well, my mom, she has a, a bad outlook on men, and she's always telling me, oh you know, he's not going to stick around, he's going to cheat on you, oh you know, he's a he's a bad person, you don't want to be with him, uh-huh. and she brings up a lot of, like, 
in the past, me and him had a few problems. And she, you and him? Yeah. She okay. keeps bringing those up, like, that should teach you an example that he's not a good guy. Uh-huh. All right, so Julie, mm -hmm. don't you think he's got to get out of the house? I don't know. I think so. Why is he there? He is not helping you with the child. Um, and that is why he's there. He's lazy and he's and not even. Count? That's right. Okay. He needs to get out of the house, Julie. He'll you be understand? There. He needs to be there the days off, which is when he comes anyway. He needs to uh, get the El Camino off the blocks, pull it down the driveway, and uh, flop at one of his buddy's houses. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's kind of a, a bigger issue because if I, I make him leave, it's, it's probably going to be a, a permanent thing. Well, then, then so be it. If he doesn't want to be involved with you or your child... Oh, Drew using the A. Yeah, that's uh, really S, that's, that's S word. That that's unacceptable. He can be a bad guy. Yeah, he might be just. A sounds bad like guy. your mom is right. He sounds like a very tenuous father. Yeah, we're, sounds like your mom is right. Yeah, mom may not be dealing with it well or giving you uh, helping you with this in an inappropriate way, but she sounds like she's right. Yeah, it's I, tough to cut that off, but you probably should. It's probably healthier across the board. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it because there's times when the times that he does have to watch the baby that. He gets really, really frustrated and yeah. cusses. And he what? Does he, does he do anything to the baby? No. He, he just cusses. He just leaves him. Uh, listen. Him cry. He's going to lose uh, the kid in a craps game. I don't trust this guy. You understand? Yeah. All right, Julie, you need to get him out of the house and on his own uh, so that you and your mother can repair your relationship. I don't know what's up with your dad. And then, if this guy is uh, serious and committed to you and the child, he will then come around and uh, hopefully work hard enough so that you can eventually then move in with him. Last story I heard like that, the guy worked for the dad. Uh oh. Does he uh, work for the dad? No. Okay. All right. He works graveyard somewhere. Yeah. But not at a graveyard, right? No. no everyone works graveyard everywhere but a graveyard. <laughs> I, I believe uh, most mortuaries close promptly at five. I don't even know where graveyard came in. All right, I gotta find out what the guy does. Uh, is he work? Does he weld? Does he work around metal? Um, no. No. Does he work with baked metal. goods at all? <laughs> no. Security guard. No. What's he do? He puts bottles in a box. Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that uh, it's pretty high tech stuff. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, listen, you you can do better than this guy, Julie. We don't like him. And we don't it's like not his. It's not because uh, of his job. It's because of the way he treats her. Yes, we don't like his lack of commitment. I am um, so amazed uh, slash outraged at uh, the dads in this country that just uh, they have a kid and it's uh, it's a hobby. Need you more know, it's kind of all right. I want to hang out a little bit. A hobby is a pain in the neck, as far as they're concerned. Right. He's cussing. He has to take care of his child. Oh, come on. Oh. Promise keepers. Where are they? <laughs> Alan. How are you? You're 29. How you know, the you? problem with this Promise Keepers is uh, the only one who gets involved with Promise Keepers uh, are guys in their 50s that already effed up their entire family from, uh, you know, 20 years of drinking and abuse. And now they've seen the light. Yeah, right. They, it, they're not there in the beginning. Uh, they're not going to screw up their grandkids in, 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 in Iowa. That's basically what Promise Keepers is for. Alan? Yes. What's going on there? You ever heard of the Madonna and Horror Complex? Sure. What's the deal with it? I think I have had it for quite some time. I'm in a relationship with someone now, been almost a year. Her and I get along fabulously. I really dig her a lot. Uh, problem is, uh, I'm not 
really sexually attracted. I mean, I can't say I'm not sexually attracted to where I am, but when I have to, when I'm with her and we're having sex, in order for me to have an orgasm, I have to imagine someone else. The problem is, is that she's almost too, uh, I can't say that she's too nice for me, but the people who I'm attracted to, who really get me excited, are not the kind of people I want to date for a long period of time. They're the people who I have sex with. and I, I meet them and I hang out with them for three, four weeks. I get tired of them. I don't really respect them anymore. Are you doing that anyway while you're in this relationship with your primary girlfriend? I have done it once, briefly, and that was it. I have not carried anything on. And that's my problem is that I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm saying, you know what, I've got to face up to this. I've got to deal with this because I can't, I can't uh, do this to myself. I can't do this to her. Mm-hmm. I want to start digging at why I why I feel this way, and I got to start somewhere. I want to know where to start digging. I think we're all going to be able to guess at this, frankly. But go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you: Are you Catholic by any chance? No, I'm Jewish. Okay, mm-hmm. Drew, you can. Just a hunch. Uh, the the deal is, I, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of possibilities here. One. This is one, not a normal Jewish thing, though, what? is it? Oh, it isn't. No, Adam, not that I'm aware. On, it is. Adam, you're the honorary Jew. You ought to know this. I am the honorary Jew. You are. You're Each right. Year, uh, you know how this is. Around Hanukkah, they don't they don't give me all eight days, but I, I get to I get to reside over uh, I think three actually the first uh, third and the uh, is there eight days? Eight, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. All the Jewish guys I know are real well adjusted, mm-hmm. and they like uh, women with a large butt like their mom. Look, is it is it? <laughs> Alan, that you're just dating women that you think you should be dating, or this woman is somebody you think you ought to be involved with? You know, I, I think it's it's a combination of both. I mean, we, we met each other, and I've I've just, from, it's been unusual because just from the get-go, I've always liked her. We've, we've, uh... And see, what we're both picking up on is this thing that you feel that somehow a woman, this is what Wendy's asking about whether or not you're Catholic, you feel guilty or wrong when you are really sexually attracted to a woman. Like that's, that, could, that could be. While, in fact, that's that's a very important part of a relationship, and that right. you should expect to have both. Right. Well, does he just want him trashy, though? Is that what he's saying? No, he's, he's, well, it's what he's saying. Not necessarily trashy. I don't really get trashy women much, but it's just that there's, there's just a different type. They just have a different attitude about them. I can't, I can't uh, really enjoy myself sexually with her the way I can other women who I just date on the, if I, like, I, before I was dating her, you know, just uh, the women who all I right. can't get uh, with. I have the answer. Alan. <laughs> As uh, one honorary Jew <laughs> to uh, the genuine uh, Jewish article, here's what's going on. You, my friend, have a uh, fear of intimacy. Yeah. Mm. You can only enjoy yourself and ha- sexually and have the freedom sexually with somebody who you will not get involved with. Okay. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's right. This, this, is, this is the other side. It's of funny it. over there. Dave, it's true. No, <laughs> no, David, you're not an honorary Jew. You no, don't know I this. No, I know. It, it's a way I'm not of... laughing at this. It's, it's a way it's of remaining distance. unintimate. Or, or it's a catch-22 because you, you can't... A catch-22. Thank you. <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't uh, become intimate or you can't have a relationship with somebody who you're... Um, uh, you can't be attracted to someone you're having a relationship with. Therefore, uh, how long is this relationship really well, going to go? Well, it's probably the the real intimacies that he would get from having a sexual liaison and and an attraction on other levels is too overwhelming. It's, mm. too, it's too it's too annihilating. You get lost in it. He can't keep his boundaries, and so he has to have either or. Right. So yeah. you've never been married, have you, Alan? No, no, no. And uh, you've never had a relationship longer than eighteen months. Mm, that's correct. Uh huh. This is a smart one here, by the way. 
You know, it's always Drew, the smart one, and then uh, Adam uh, Schmeckelhead (laughs) over here with the nappy hair. You you got it. Yeah, I know what's going on with Alan. But it's actually, as as I said, we're we're sort of stabbing and and talking in generalities and guessing. Uh, I think I'm right on here. we're, We're in the ballpark, I'm sure. Drew, but, where, do, where do I start digging with this? If I really want to do some work on this, what, what, what am I going to do? Where, where do I start? Standard individual psychotherapy. And uh, that, what that is about is about developing a new intimate relationship in a real controlled manner. And the person, as the relationship evolves, will sort of create frustrations by not gratifying your defenses. And you have to find new ways of dealing with the feelings that come out of that relationship other than the old defenses. All right. And in, out of that will come the information or the, the, the defenses will come down and you'll be able to have more complete relationships, hopefully. All right. On a uh, slightly different subject, I spoke a few months ago about arranging a uh, belated bar mitzvah for, for myself. Oh, really? Yes. As a uh, need, Growing up an atheist, I feel sort of slighted by not taking advantage of um, some of the uh, historical Perks. religious <laughs> events. Yeah, and the purse involved with the bar mitzvah. Plus, at 13, what are you going to do with that kind of booty anyway? You call them now wild. at 33, I think I could really take advantage of that. So if there are uh, any rabbis listening or uh, proprietors of synagogues, uh, perhaps they could call in. We'll get a band. Don't we'll do it right. right. David has to go. Where are you going? Can I go too? When, no. When do oh, I have for, to go? We oh, that is so early. pathetic. Where <laughs> no. are you going to work? We have to work in the morning. Well, that show, I've seen that show. You just show up. <laughs> Come on. Sir, it's a complex myriad. You know, of... comedy is not easy. <laughs> I not... see this guy do it every night. It's, it's got to be easy for you. Yes, you know, and it's not pretty. All right, what time do you have to be in at work tomorrow? It's not pretty. 6 a.m. Oh, that is such a load of crap. <laughs> but we also have, uh, well, the, the day goes long. You've seen that spaceman makeup he gets on. It takes four hours to put that stuff on. Wait a minute. This is in the sitcom with the, where Bobcat does the puppet, does it? Is it that one? Is that the one? No. I don't uh, think so. Okay, we'll let you go. But uh, thank you. It's this similar. Has been, this has been very enlightening. Well, we can tell you're delighted by the uh, <laughs> no, way you're so. uh, you guys bidding this, a hasty you're, you're, retreat. I think you're doing a good thing here. Well, thank you. We think so, too. Yeah. Thank okay. you. We hope we are. Just shoot me. Tuesday nights. I think we're nights. actually hurting the process <laughs> is the problem. Yeah. I'm sorry we giggled before. All right, we, let's, get, uh, let's cut our losses and get these guys out of here. Uh, right. Tuesday night, NBC, 930. Thank David, thank Wendy, thank you. And uh, Drew and I will be back with the new improved love line. Oh, well, I'll leave my headphones. All right, hey, Helen, do you guys have to actually have to leave before I go to commercial, or can you just sit there? <laughs> All right, we'll be back. No, 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 get out. No, leave. Enough. Bye-bye. I'm starting the itch. Loveline will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. The NFL 2015 season is finally here. And Podcast One Sportsnet's got you covered 24-7, thanks to Dan Patrick. Is Peyton Manning still a top-five player? Rich Eisen. A hero's welcome for Adrian Peterson, something that nobody thought would be possible. The Stinkin' Truth with three-time Super Bowl champ Mark Schlereth. You are so full of crap, Chip Kelly. Ross Tucker's football podcast. Nick Foles looked like he was in slow motion. And if you love to play fantasy football, we've got you covered with huge podcasts from DraftKings and Fantasy Feast with Ross Tucker. Don't miss a single snap. All season long. Head to podcastone.com now. That's podcastone.com.
a porn movie in there? What's going on in there? What's that music? Is that? Oh, that is Debbie Does Sounds? All right, uh, it is Love Line. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Dr. Drew. Drew, you didn't just break wind about a minute and a half ago, No, that must have been David. A little parting gift from David Spade or something was left behind. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Joey Ramone will be in tomorrow night of the Ramones. And um, I was talking to Drew during the break. Um, so I had a meeting with a woman uh, a couple couple days ago, and she wouldn't shake my hand. Now, what is that disorder? Is that a disorder? Obnoxious disorder? Yeah, but there's some sort of germ. Uh, oh, you're kidding. Oh, is that her thing? Uh, I could only... No, it wasn't... Or you just weren't, I thought you just weren't deemed uh, worthy of a handshake. Well, I do these... Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> but it's abs- It's always amazing. I, I do these... Uh, I have these, like, general meetings sometimes. Drew, you don't uh, have these because you're not on the inside, uh, the fast track of oh, Hollywood I uh, like I am. Oh, but, I see. Uh, the the agency or the management or whoever arranges these general meetings, which is they have people who are head of casting at these different uh, production agencies. This uh, particular agency produced um, Judge Judy and Moesha. Oh. So, um, you know, uh, they're, yes. they're forced to be reckoned with. But here's the thing that always uh, pisses me off about these uh, casting people. Um, most of them are prima donnas because they're used to uh, a bunch of actors coming in and kissing ass. And uh, you've heard my feelings on this before. I won't get into it. But the thing that always pisses me off on these things is they never heard of you, and they never know who you are. And it's their business to know that. Between the radio show and the TV show, uh, most folks have heard of Loveline. Um, some haven't, but uh, certainly most folks in the business either have uh, or, or should have. I mean, this is your business. This is all. This is what you do. You cast uh, TV shows. You uh, you produce TV shows. You make TV. It, it, it'd be uh, it's it'd be akin to um, some guy on the uh, 49ers not hearing of some guy who was on the Cowboys or something. It's his business or, or a coach or what have you. But they always do this, and the thing is, is that they don't even try. Uh, they have a bio, uh, which is, uh, in this case would be my bio, which they will read in front of you. See, here's the thing that pisses me off. I don't care if they've never heard of me, or Loveline, uh, the TV show, or Loveline, the radio show, or uh, MTV, or anything. I don't care if they've never heard of any of it. But here's the part that pisses me off. Their assistant tells them uh, at uh, 2... 20 that your 230 appointment is here and uh, it's this guy and uh, they don't bother to ask or uh, read yeah they don't like look they look at the bio in front of you so it's the same thing every time you go and you sit down and they go hi uh, how you are and you, you tell them and then they sit there and they look at the bio it's the rudest thing in the world where they uh, where they go over the bio in front of you and they go so um, how long have you been doing the right it's a radio show Oh, it's a T. Is it is it a TV show or is it real? And, and now I'm pissed. Now it's a screw you. So uh, then the report goes back to um, oh he's um, he's uh, offensive. Uh, he's very offensive because here's my thing to all of uh, you um, you um, gutless 
casting people out there. And uh, I'm, I am going to champion the cause of all actors. Every, uh, every schmo that came out here from Iowa with a uh, duffel bag full of dreams, uh, trying to get a, a bit part in one of your crappy productions. Um, here's the deal. Treat these people with some respect and some dignity. And uh, if and then certainly don't demand that they treat you with respect and dignity when you treat them like idiots. When you sit there and uh, look at the bio and go, uh, uh, which one are you? Are you uh, Dr. Drew or are you, uh, are you a doctor? Uh, read the goddamn bio before I come into the office or screw you. And then don't get pissed when I sit there and act like an asshole. Because the second I see you reading the bio while I'm sitting there, I go into a-hole mode. And then you, um, so what do you do? Nothing. A little carpentry. Some boxing. Uh-huh. And, uh, what do you want to do? I don't know. Get the hell out of here. A little, little this and that. Mostly carpentry. Maybe some radio. Uh-huh. And, uh, what makes you want to act? Nothing. Your agent sent me. Agent sent me here. Okay. Then, now, the phone back up. Oh, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, Adam's agent. Yeah, he was very unsurly. He's a surly man. He was uh, very offensive. Could you believe? Oh, the temerity! Please sit there and read the bio right in front of you and make you look like an a-hole. Something happened today. Screw you. Something happened. Now this is a week ago. I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking about it. What happened today? Uh, nothing. Nothing. All right. <laughs> Oh, just, uh, I'll tell you, uh, casting people, and um, I, I can't figure out who are lower on the chain. Is it uh, PR people? Is it uh, those, uh, those uh, lifeless, worthless PR people? Or is it the vermin known as uh, casting? I can't figure out who's lower. What do you think, Drew? I, I don't know. Say the casting, I'd say the casting people are lower. That's a very important uh, thing to figure out. Though, yeah, sure. we, uh, we need all of you to show up at the same time, and then we're going to go out and grab a hoagie. Now, don't worry. You'll Adam, all wait. What? You know what I've noticed? Hmm. That you often read the bio in front of our guests. No. Yeah. No, what are you talking about? You do. Hey, you know what I read the first back to it. Refers tonight, back to tonight it. you didn't even say hi to Wendy because you were signing autographs. You know why I read the bio in front of the guests, Ann? Because you show up the bio four minutes before the show because starts while the guests me, are sitting in here. You won't let me give it to you the night before because you're going to lose it. I can't trust you with it for 24 All hours. All right, but our agreement was is that you show up at 9.30 and give me the bio well, so the that I have a half hour. I can't give you something tonight and you'll what still have it tomorrow. Did show up tonight, everybody? It was raining. It was, doesn't rain in six hours, please. Hello. Come on. All True. right. Somebody who can't hold on to something for 24 hours. Listen, I always Disturbed. know. I always know who our guests Thank are. Thank you. I always know. Who I always they are. have to have Drew. But he always. Let me tell you the wait. reason I don't take the bio 24 hours in advance because a lot can change in 24 hours. You don't know what kind of revisions are going to be wait, made wait, on wait, that wait, bio. You, got, you, got you don't. Look, he does. He Please does always don't defend him. He always no no. Listen, he, this is true though. He always isolates for 10 or 15 minutes before the show, right? He, yeah. He's reading the bio for the 10 or 15 minutes while, while it leaves us to go out and. Uh, Make sure everybody's happy still. Yeah. And then he gives us crap for doing that. No, while Drew is cackling uh, uh, directly to my left, trying to finagle some sort of free tickets or movie pass off of someone, and I yell at him to get the F out of the room so I can read the bio. I always read the bio and pretend like I'm interested in whatever the celebrity's doing. I never go, I never look up at them and go, and you are, uh, mm, it, um, uh, just shoot me, that's a, that's a TV show, and, is and it? And reading is a painful experience for Adam. I that's say. true. 
Yeah. That's why I don't understand why he doesn't take it the night before. That way he can go home and study it. Because he can't and read he well can, enough to realize what the pages are he's bed. got there? No. That, oh, yeah. Well, well please. <laughs> if I brought that thing to bed, we'd have to uh, get a blowtorch to get it off of me. Uh, when I, everything I bring to bed clings to me the next day, and paper especially, and it tears when I try to pull it off. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a big, uh, I look like a big pinata after, uh, after a good night with a bio. Especially when you got a looker like that David Spade. Uh, well, I'm you've never seen his room. His I room is a, is a video uh, cavern. No, I will not go to Please. his room. But I'm going to give you the Joey Ramon bio tonight. All right. All right, and You sure you could solve all this by just showing up uh, to Dude, your job on time? Okay, why don't you come to the station tomorrow when I'm there every day? <laughs> and you know, Ann gets pissed when she has to do her job. But it's a very touchy subject. All right, let's go. All right, Ann. You give me the bio tonight. All right? And have one ready tomorrow also. Just copy it. Do you want the night? And Drew, you, uh, you can't say anything because you don't even know the name of the guest, usually. Lisa. <sighs> Lisa, Hi. you're 31. Hi. Hi. Um, it's nice to talk to you guys. I, uh, I listen to you from Utah because I'm in school, but it makes me feel like I'm back in Los Angeles. With oh, that's great. I'm sorry that we had such an offensive uh, <laughs> battle here going when we included you on the air. It's entertaining. I was calling because um, last year I went, well, actually it was earlier this year, I went to have my well woman checkup, mm -hmm. and I went to the medical clinic at the school, and the doctor, you know, didn't want to do a pap smear. And, How um, come? Well, he just, he said it was because I wasn't sexually active, and since I wasn't sexually active, there was no need to do it. That's not true. And Well, that's what I thought. I was under the impression that, I mean, that having, um, being more at risk for sexually transmitted diseases might be more of an indication. Right. Well, no, just being, sex, just being sexually active puts you at higher risk for cervical cancer. But, it's but it doesn't, but not being sexually active doesn't take your risk to zero. Right. And especially because aren't I now in the age group? Yes. Oh, yes. At a high risk? Oh, well, it's, it's yes. It's a, I mean, why? When do you enter the high risk group? Late 20s, early 30s. I'm early 30s. How come you're not sexually active, Lisa? Uh, religious reasons. Mm-hmm. And moral reasons. Really? Uh-huh. What, what's going on? You want to wait till you're married? Uh-huh. Have you had sex? No. Oh, really? Really? You're 31? Yes. So you've never had sex? Never. Well, she said, used the word virgin a couple times. I know it's hard on this yeah. show, too. I was, so, uh, I was still seething. I was... So what? You've used the word virgin? Have I used the word virgin? No, I didn't hear you say you were a virgin. Well, I guess I probably didn't. All right. I, 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 I didn't know. I was looking up. I was seeing you're 31 years old, and I was just assuming you were taking a little uh, sex break. No. Uh, okay, so what's up with you? What do you mean, what's up with me? Did your dad do something weird to you? No, 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 no. Really? No, it's, it's for um, moral and religious reasons. Yeah, but religious people hurry up and get married so they can get it on. Well. <laughs> How come you haven't done that? Um, I guess I just haven't had the proper opportunity presented. Hmm. So what's wrong with you? Is there anything wrong with you? Do, but no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what's you, up. But, but you get the feeling? That they, think about it. No, I don't get the feeling anything's right. up, but okay. I know something's up. No. Gotta no, be. No. Lisa? Thanks, Dr. Drew. No, I really, nothing. I don't be offended, but uh, are you heavy, Cal? I am a little bit overweight, right. but I haven't always been. All right, but that's only good for about five years. That's not good for the whole 31 years. Right. 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 Although... Uh, I mean, like in college... Um, college I, I was a cheerleader in high school oh. and 
and very active in sports and everything. And in college, I had tons of friends, and I dated a bit, and I've dated, you know, on and off. But you don't have a hymen, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, you never had a pelvic exam. Uh, well, no, I have. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. I've been. You see, the thing is, is when um when I was living in Los Angeles. I would go to the gynecologist there. And they just and routinely do it. Do a, yeah. um, the pap smear, the pelvic sure. exam. I mean, he did a pelvic exam. But no pap. He didn't do a smear. Yeah. Well, so do you have the hymen? I would assume I do. Mm, 31, so. Although, I mean, I heard you guys say one time that the older you get, the more likely it is that it's. It's gone. Like but wouldn't she know if it was gone? Not necessarily. I, I would think it'd be gone. You're going with gone? Yeah. I'd bet no. Can you check now, uh, Lisa? we got a little wager going. Mike, you want some of this action? How would I even know? Mike's going half hymen. <laughs> well, could she check? All right, listen, we got to go to break. I'll tell you what, though. Could she? She could figure it out, right? She couldn't? Yeah, she could. Well, I mean, I use tampons all the time. Yeah, how could these compounds and a pelvic exam and all this stuff, the speculum? How, how far up is the hymen, Drew? It's not very far up. It isn't. Mm -hmm. So a tampon, would um, you'd know it? I mean, let's go to break. Wait, okay, all right, hold yeah, on, Lisa, right. we got to go to break. Okay. I want you to really get to the bottom of the hymen thing. Okay. Because uh, I got a buck that says it's still there. Okay. All right? All right. Ann, you want some of this? Okay. <laughs> no. Ann uh, just uh, flicked me the hymen piercer. Hey, what was that? Oh. <laughs> She's very sassy, this Ann tonight. All right, uh, hang on, Lisa. Okay. All right, see if you can give yourself a quick uh, workup and see what you can find. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll be back uh, to get to the bottom of the hymen after this. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? The final beer right Hey, I'm Vince Neal. It's Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, Motley Crue. And you are curing yourself. And you're listening to Love Live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want you to know that uh, Engineer Mike had that uh, Tommy uh, Lee, Pamela Lee uh, sex tape. He kept it away from you. No, he offered it to me. Oh, my goodness. But you want to know what? I didn't accept it. You already had it? Um, oh, did you? Ann, did you see that? Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm waiting for it. the weekend, baby. You taking oh. it home? I have it. You want to oh. borrow it? Oh, God. No. See, I, I don't go for that. I have a, a bizarre set of um, moral guidelines, uh, which I use to uh, run my life. Indeed, and they must be. I don't like that. I, I you're don't, violating somebody else's privacy. Then. Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah. I don't mind abusing somebody. Um, I don't mind getting into it uh, with somebody, and I don't mind uh, talking a little smack about somebody, but I'm not into this sort of violation thing. You really surprised me with that, actually. I did, didn't I? You did, yeah. You saw the look on my face. I thought you were kidding. Yeah, you know, part of it was, uh, to be honest, is I probably masturbated about an hour and a half uh, before you offered me the tape. So there so wasn't anything in the chamber. Yeah, it took a little of the wind out of my sail. It's easy to be um, uh, to be moral and righteous uh, when uh, you're not feeling the motivation, but... Uh, I still won't do it. I, I, I've heard uh, other radio shows talking about it, and I've heard everyone talking about it. It's on the Internet and whatnot. And uh, I thought, you know what? Um, I don't need that on my, like, uh, karma list. 
I don't need to get involved with that. Right. And and by the way, that means you have a video out there somewhere, don't you? Adam? Yeah, I do. Actually. There's something oh, out there that you're afraid of coming out. Shush up. That it might. Um, no, I don't. It, the 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 way I feel about uh, that is is uh, and Drew, I'm guessing you're not interested. Uh, what are you? You interested in watching that kind of stuff? No. And and, and if if no. You know, um, I understand the curiosity, and uh, if I was at someone's house and they fired it up, yeah, I'd watch it. Right. But the people that um, get on the radio and do uh, whole shows dedicated to it, and uh, um, it becomes a topic of uh, many morning shows and that kind of stuff, uh, try to sort of exploit it. I find that uh, sort of uh, reprehensible. Yeah. I find it sort of uh, despicable slash uh, pathetic. Yeah. I, I really do. And you, you know, the thing I can't stand is when people uh, pull this crap. It's the most pathetic thing in the world. They go, and they try to rationalize uh, their, own, uh, their own guilt, their own uh, vermitude by saying, well, if somebody was stupid enough to videotape themselves having sex, they deserve to whatever, fill in the blank. Deserve What do you mean they deserve? Yeah. It, these are the same a-holes that go... Anybody who leaves their briefcase on their car seat with the window open deserves to have it stolen. Right. Really? Yeah. They do? Why? <laughs> Whose briefcase is it, you a-holes? I just think it's uh, despicable. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just uh, don't want to get involved well, with that. Unusual we agree on something so fully. Yeah. Plus, I know him. I like Tommy. Uh, I like Pamela. And I just, uh, no, I just feel, uh, I just don't feel right about it. All right, uh, Lisa. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Me and Tommy are, are tight, and um, oh, you know, okay. I called him up the other day at the ranch. So the question was. No. But he let me drive his Ferrari. Come on. Oh, uh, that was the deal. It's got to be worse. So, than so we we can't see how there could be really a hymen left. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, Drew you, you talked said, me out of the hymen. You said you had another question? I did. Um, this, is, this isn't on the same subject, but I was just wondering, you know how they have um, the toilet seat covers when you go into public restrooms? Right. Do those really do any good in, like, protecting? Yeah, well, from, I'll tell you. From germs and disease and everything? Because um, where I am now, it's, I think in California it must be a law because they're always in all the public restrooms. But in other states, and the one that I'm in right now, they don't. Mm -hmm. Remember really, I was look, saying, hold on, Drew. Uh, remember I was saying there's a little something up with Lisa uh, yeah. at the uh, top of Here her comes. call. Here and uh, you were saying, no, uh, she's a woman with uh, morals and convictions. Well, but Lisa is a little histrionic. And she has some, I, I, I'm going to predict, some very involved parents. Right? Um, not overly involved. As, but far as, as far as Lisa's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Compare him next to my folks. Yeah. Uh, Dad, yeah, I'm going yeah. out on the motorcycle in the rain with the bald tire, uh, drunk and no helmet. Uh, okay, that's, okay. That's very true. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. And and that creates a certain kind of person. And being worried about germs and things like that is sort of No, no, no I'm not worried about them. Mm. Although, yeah. No, I just, I'm just curious. Hey, let's put it this way. Adam didn't realize there was uh, those such a such a thing as you're describing. <laughs> well, okay. I used to actually put them between the bowl and the seat, which, uh, boy, was I in for a shock when I realized it went on top of the seat. I kept thinking to myself, uh, how I would sit in this uh, stew of uh, urine and man batter each time and think to myself, how does this thing offer any form of protection? And then I realized, of course, it went on top. Um, Lisa, Lisa how far have you gotten with a guy? How far have I gotten? At age 31, yes. Um, not very. What, what, uh, kissing? Oh, yeah. You feeling? Yeah, have you ever uh, seen um, it? Um, no, not really. Never seen a penis? 
yeah. Really, you have? I have, yeah. In the flesh? Uh, yes. But yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Was it was it flaccid? Um, yes. Yeah. It was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That doesn't really count. Whose was that? <laughs> you know, but the, well, the point is, that, I mean, it's just that I I've made the decision. All right. Uh, you dating anybody? You interested in anybody? Um, I'm kind of dating someone, I guess. You are. Yeah, kind of. But it doesn't look like marriage. Um, I don't, we're we're really good friends from way back. Mm, don't so do we're it. Kind of in that stage where we're spending more time All together. Right. But don't don't get married just to have sex. Well, that's a little late now. I think by the time I'm 31, <laughs> I wouldn't. Good point. All right, that's, yeah, she's uh, that's true. Now well, Lisa's got some. There's some issues. Yeah, but look, uh, the deal is. Okay. Wait, 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 wait! Don't hang up yet. Lisa, I'm not hanging up. The fact is, there's not really in this country. How long does it take you to get used to the whole? Because I want to talk to her crying out loud. All right, let me just talk at them now since you put her on hold. Um, that there really is not much you can get from toilets uh-huh. in reality. Uh, that in, in, in internationally, oral fecal contamination is a very serious form of uh, transmission of disease. But right now, at least in this country, there's, there's really not much you can get from, from a toilet. So didn't, uh, weren't you uh, 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 approached by the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, O-F... Uh, uh, What's the uh, I.O., the uh, International uh, Office of uh, Oral uh, Fecal, uh, Fecal Matter, uh, International I.O.O.F.C. Yeah, weren't they, didn't they approach you for a PSA uh, the other week that your management turned down? Yeah, I can't talk about it. <laughs> Dan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're 18, good. Hey, you guys, okay, you rule, okay? Thank you. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> You'd know who I was if I walked in your office, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you'd be delighted. All right, here's a deal real quick. I'm 18 years old. Um, uh, I guess I should say also I'm in the program. I got nine months clean and sober. Great. Congratulations. Um, I was a virgin all the way till I was 18 years old. This was a strange thing, you know, but I don't know why. I just did it. Now I'm 18 years old. Uh, well, let me venture a guess as to why. Uh, you couldn't get laid um, that could be when one. you that were could be... 16 or 17. <laughs> Would that it, be close? It, it took away from my uh, good drug-using time. I see, yeah. Okay. Um, very valuable, waste, wasteful time. You know, I just... All right, but you're, you're sober now. Yeah. All right. So I'm ready to party, right? Right. Okay. I've had sex four times now. Since I've been 18 years old. Four different women or? Uh, two, twice it was the same woman, and then two different women. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh-huh. every single time, I could not climax. I could not have an orgasm. Hmm. I was, uh, I don't know what was wrong. They were very beautiful women. Were you doing drugs then? No, I was not. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it's not that there was anything wrong with the girls. There was different situations, too. One was a girl that, it was it was not hard to get her into that position. Were the anxiety-provoking situations in any way? Uh, no, actually, I was pretty laid back. Were you worried about what had happened before in terms of your difficulty? Um, No, not really. In fact, I mean, it was just, it wasn't a stress. Now, let me jump in here for a second, Dan, and put your groin at ease. Okay. Guys, uh, when they're getting started sexually, usually fall into one of two categories, which is um, the premature guys... Uh, the guys uh, who are first in line, and then the guys who have difficulty achieving at all. Okay. My theory is the following, Dan. You've probably been masturbating since uh, 15. Oh, yeah. Maybe 14 and a half. Religiously. 
Okay, so you've had a good three years uh, under your belt, pardon the pun. I'd say more around four. Okay, four solid years of uh, knowing uh, no sensation other than your own. Mm -hmm. How Every day? Then, yeah, every day. Well, yeah, that's for but, the but guy does got, a lot of drugs, he's 18. Yeah, Come but on, you got, you got to hold back a couple of days. And no, no, true. Please, don't crap on the point midway into the point. I tried that once. Uh, I started hallucinating. It was very bad. I right. don't want to go back there. Quiet down, Dan, please. Drew, what I'm saying is, is that he's only experienced the sensation of his hand, okay? His penis uh, almost became trained, in that sense, to that sensation. For four years straight, every effing day, numbering uh, over a thousand times now. Now, you get with a woman, uh, the penis is in a totally different environment at this point, and it, one of two things happen, either the orgasm uh, premature or uh, the inability to have one because of the newness of the environment. So, so uh, take it a little easy on yourself. Uh, cut, cut back just a little bit on the uh, masturbatory practices. Hook up with a woman that you can stay with for a while so that you can get the penis acclimated to its new home. Okay. So be okay. it. You know that's genius, right? Uh, yeah, I know. You know I'm right. Do you know I'm yeah. right? Yes. You do? No. All right, but don't don't say that in a real gratuitous uh, way. Right. I, I think you're... The, look, you came up with a great point here, which is that this guy masturbates a lot. And that if he would back off you on that... You know what I'm talking about. As yeah. a man. I'm talking to you as a man now, not as a doctor. <laughs> and if he... <laughs> and if he <laughs> not as a wet nurse. I'm talking to you as a man. And if you know he backs off on that, and if he, and if he uh, is less compulsive about that, All probably right. the rest I of the girls. I can see I'm getting nowhere. And, 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 I just, and, and also, indeed, to try to... Work that into his comfort zone is a, a good message, I think. All right. Say something? Or? No, I, I don't know what to say. That's what I was. All just right, trying well, to don't do that. We stuff then. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I came. Uh, we got some uh, guys from 91X who came out. It's a uh, station in San Diego that uh, we happen to enjoy. Yeah. And uh, it's a. Uh, it's an old time station. It's been around for a long time, and um, it's uh, really one of the only stations I can get uh, in where I live in Los Angeles, which is uh, bizarre. Unless, um, as I told you earlier, Drew, you want to hear uh, Spanish gospel. But it really is it's the sister station of K-Rock, where we originate from. That is? I mean, How many sisters does K-Rock I mean, have? The KOME and, and K91X are the, sort of the natural relatives of K-Rock. Uh-huh. Anything? Yeah, I do. Okay. Has 91X been around longer than K-Rock? No. They've been around a long time. Long but I time. remember when I used to go to uh, Tijuana, I'd hear that... F M P H and I was always so loaded. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. Anyway, all right, uh, Joey Ramone uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I want to thank uh, David Spade and Wendy Malik for coming in and uh, being good sports, even if they uh, left prematurely. Prematurely, uh, just shoot me Tuesday, NBC 9:30. Uh, yeah, you can watch it because we come on at 10. So until next time, this is Adam Crawler for Dr. Drew saying. 
Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.